Baptist Church, the Word of God is proclaimed with passion every Sunday morning. Together we go on a weekly spiritual odyssey and are inspired by Dr. Yvonne Jones-Bibbs. Through God, Pastor Bibbs highlights and teaches powerful biblical points that can change lives and set spirits free. Our primary goal is to introduce Christ to everyone. If you have moved into the Richmond, Virginia area or just visiting and seeking to meet friends as you serve the Lord and want to be in a down-home church atmosphere where everybody is somebody, when God is the head of the church, and we invite you to stop by the Sixth Baptist Church. I want you to sing along with us if you know this song. Day. The Lord is the light of our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Oh, come, let us worship the Lord God Almighty. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Father, we thank you for this blessed time whereby we can come together to worship you and you only because you are the head of our lives, prayerfully to everyone and others, Lord God, who are seeking you, please allow them to accept you today. But we know that you are the head of the church. And so guide us, O thy great Jehovah, for we are pilgrims through this barren land. We are weak, but you are mighty. Please hold us with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, glory to your name. Feed us till we won't no more. For we pray this prayer together as you have taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, <laughs> oh yes, and the glory forever and forever. Let the church say amen. And say it one more time. Well, yes, yes, yes. We say amen. So be it, God. So be it. Thank you again for sharing with us. And we're delighted that God has spared you and me and us to be the number one more time. We pray a special blessing upon those who are visiting with us for the first time. Go to our website at sixbaptistchurch.org and learn more about us, 6, S-I-X-T-H, baptistchurch.org, and you'll find out all about the church family located on the corner of Addison and Idlewood in Richmond, Virginia. And so take this time as we prepare to go and worship to invite people by hitting that like and share button, like, share, or call somebody and let them know that we're beginning our worship, that we've already started and that you are a part of it and inviting them to be a part of from the youngest uh, to the oldest. Let the church say amen again. And so those who are going to join us by way of Facebook, you can go to Six Baptist Church RVA, Richmond, Virginia, Six Baptist Church RVA, and hit 
that um, thumbs up button or, or just uh, celebrate by being a part of our worship uh, every Sunday and let people know that you are worshiping God or worship God somewhere else. Doesn't have to be a Sixth Baptist. Just hear the words of the Lord proclaimed to give you strength to take it one day at a time. We ask today that as we move forward, that you will get out your Bibles and be ready for our guest preacher today, none other than the Reverend Brandon Price, who is certainly no stranger to the SBC family. He worked on the staff uh, at SBC for a while, and then he and his wife uh, moved back to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, where they live now, and we're thankful that they are still an integral part of the ministry of Six Baptist, and we're thankful that he and his wife are very successful uh, as they share the word of God, as she is such a beautiful servant of the Lord, a great wife, and he is a great husband, great counselor, uh, one who has matriculated, gotten his master's degree in theology, and certainly just humble enough uh, to say, Lord, use me as an instrument of your peace. And so today, uh, let us pray for him and with him as he preaches the word from Kansas City, Missouri. For a word today, let us just raise holy hands and say, Reverend Price, preach today. Thy servants, thy servants, God's servants are listening for a word in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and thank you again, Reverend Price. I, I won't be coming back after you preach, but thank you for being a part of our service today. May God bless and keep you. I know it's a powerful word. Amen. Come on, let's listen to uh, the, the sermon and music for a minute or two or three, and let's come back for the preach word. The Lord bless and keep you, and see you next Sunday on the corner of Idlewood and Addison Street. If you are a Remember, you know you're going to be there for our homecoming at 10 a.m. And then, of course, we're going to ask that you invite people to come and share as well. God bless you indeed. All right. Take care.
Reverend Brandon Price, and I just want to first uh, give honor to God for this opportunity. But I want to take the time, uh, second to just recognize Dr. Bibbs and the Sixth Baptist Church family. You all have been amazing over the years. Pastor Bibbs, I thank you for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly, um, but this has just been consistent with with who I have known you all to be. You all have always been a very community minded and very kingdom minded. And therefore you have opened up your doors and your congregation uh, to opportunities for so many of, of my, of me and my brothers and sisters in ministry, giving us an opportunity to come in and to, to, you know, utilize our gifts and our callings and, and everybody's not that way. And so I just wanted to publicly affirm and acknowledge that God has truly uh, blessed you all. Uh, your generosity has not gone unnoticed. And I just want to want to let you know that I love you all and I appreciate you. Uh, but there is a word from the Lord on today. And so if you can turn with me on your Bibles to Luke, the eighth chapter, uh, reading verses 43 through 48, Luke, the eighth chapter verses 43 through 48. And for a sermon title on today, uh, the sermon title is Proximity and Power. Proximity and Power. Again, the scripture reading for today is Luke, the eighth chapter, verses 43 through 48. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It reads, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you. And you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I perceive power going out from me. 
Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people, the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well go in peace. The story of the woman with the issue of blood is a powerful story because it shows that there is healing power made available to, to those that believe in Jesus Christ. But it is also powerful when evaluated more closely because it makes some comparisons and contrasts from how this woman connected with Jesus relative to the crowd. This story makes a distinction between proximity and power proximity and power. And before I get into it, I just want to pause right here. I believe this word is so relevant to us on today uh, in the midst of our time, you know, uh, where we're worshiping God virtually and we're, we're doing more um, of our relating with others over the internet. We're socially distanced when we're in public, we're wearing masks, that we know the difference between proximity and power. It's so important for us to be able to, in the midst of social distancing, in the midst of, of in, in, internet and, and um, impersonal uh, connections, that we still remain connected. And not only connected with one another, but that we were able to develop a firm and found co uh, connection with God. Oxford Dictionary defines proximity as near or close as it pertains to space, time, or relationship. A good illustration of this is your cellular phone and its charger and the relationship they have with each other. So you can leave your phone next to the charger, which would be proximity, and leave it there all day, but it would never charge unless you what? Plug it in. See, there must be a secure connection for your phone to receive the charge that it needs. So it has to be what? Plugged in. This means that your phone can be in proximity to the power source and still go dead. I don't know who I'm talking to on today, but it goes dead because it is not connected. It is clear from this text that to access God's power, you have to move in close to God's presence. But, but as we see in this text, not only do you have to move in close, but you have to be what? connected. I could go on a tangent right here and, and, and also say that this is uh, good news for you all that you all are connected to somebody that's connected because how many of you are here on today has had your phone connected into the core but the core was not connected into the source. Amen. Amen. And so I could go on a tangent about making sure that you connected with a good leader that's not only connected to you, but connected to God. Not only is somebody that, that is communicating with you, but communicating with God. But I'm not going to go there, right? But, but here we, we're talking about the difference between proximity and power. So you have to be being in proximity or being close does not ensure that you will exercise the healing power that you need. Being close doesn't mean that you will receive the delivering power that you need. Being close doesn't mean that you're going to experience the abundant life that God is calling us all into to ex, uh, receiving. And so just as your cell phone can be close and still go dead, I think that we have to pay attention as well that within our relationship, that even though we're close, that we are connected so that we can tap in to the power. So somebody say amen right there. And so the first point that I want to make 
is that you have to have a purpose for moving in. Let me repeat that again. You have to have a purpose for moving in. See, some were just satisfied with saying that they had touched him. Remember, the scripture says that there was a crowd all around him, right? And so the woman in the midst of the crowd pushed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. They were all around him. But I believe that they were satisfied with being able to tell others that they had just been in his presence. The woman with the issue of blood touched him on purpose with a purpose. And, and I don't I don't want to, you know, call, you know, be negative or, or be critical or judgmental or anything. But I wonder if there's anybody that is coming to church and not really getting what they need. Maybe you just satisfied being able to say, you know what, let me check that off my list. I came to church today. I heard about the Lord today. I heard the choir sing today. But you are not tapping in and getting connected so that you can get what you need. You're not truly fulfilling the purpose of us gathering, you know, because it is good to see one another. It is good to, to be online, to be encouraged, to, to give thumbs up and hearts and all of those kinds of things, those, those affirmations. But if you're not showing up on purpose with the purpose, then you just might be not connected like you should be. See, she was not just fascinated with just being in his presence. No, she touched him on purpose with a purpose. See, she was not just fascinated and she was not just a fan of Jesus, right? No, she was touching him as one with a need, recognizing his divine capacity to be a need meter. And I don't know who I'm talking to on today, but I know you have some needs. They may be financial. They may be physical. You may need a healing. You may not. Your relationship may be in, in ruins. Your kids may be going wild. You may be having trouble on your job. You may not know where you're going and, and how to get there. I don't know what your trouble is, but I want you to know on today that God is a need meter. Whatever it is that you have need of, he has it in abundance. That's what it means for our Jesus to be the sovereign Lord. It means that he has power over heaven and earth. So whatever it is you have need of, he has it. Not only does he have it, he has it in abundance. Somebody say amen right there. Because ain't nothing worse, you know, in, this, in the midst of this pandemic, I done went to the store a few times. I done went to the store. I done went to the right aisle. I went with the right amount of money. And I've left disappointed because they didn't have what I needed. See, we, we've become so, you know, things have been so convenient for so long that we put our faith in all of these systems and all of these operations. And it's taking the pandemic to see, to show us that the only thing that we can be sure of is God. Amen. Amen. And so she came after she had tried everything else, after everything else had failed. And I don't know who I'm talking to on today. Just because you have been everywhere and you've tried everything and it seems like nothing has worked. Don't give up now. No, don't give up now. The doctors may can't figure it out, right? The lawyer may can't make it right. You know, you, you, you've been applying for jobs and it seems like the opportunities are not opening up for you. Have you tried Jesus? That's my question for you on today. This woman was not just satisfied with being in his presence. She had a need, right? And so I want to encourage you on today. Don't just be satisfied showing up, but show up on purpose with the purpose, right? What is it in your life that you need? 
What is it in your life that you need that you recognize that only God can do? Make sure that as you worship and as you experience the presence of the Lord, that you seek him to provide you the things that you need. Don't minimize your moment to mere fanfare, right? You know, being in worship is a pep rally, right? Where we come together and we, you know, glorify his name, where we exhort him and we talk about how good he is, right? But it's also an opportunity to connect to get our needs met. So I want to encourage you all today. Take full advantage so that you will not only experience his presence, but that you will experience his power. That you won't only be in proximity to God, but you will get an opportunity to connect with his power. Amen. Amen. If, if you want to be able to connect with God's power because you got some needs in your life, I want you to tap right now and say, I got a need. I want you to type right now. I'm tapping, I'm, I'm connecting on purpose with the purpose. Amen. The other point that I, that I want to make here on today is that this lady separated herself from the crowd. She separated herself from the crowd. See, there were people that touched him before her and there were also people that touched him after her. But it was, however, her touch that he acknowledged. It's saying something right there. That means that, that you have a responsibility and an opportunity to be a part of something and then be set apart also. The point that I'm making here is that, that you ha can't be just satisfied that you are in the presence of other believers. It's something individual that God is wanting to do with you. And it's a way that God is wanting to connect with you that's individualized for you. Now, it's good to be part of a congregation and that's all well and good. But there are some times where you it, within your individuality and within your authenticity that you might have to do something a little different. You got to make sure even in the midst of going along uh, that you're not just going along to get along. Amen. Every now and then you have to be able to separate yourself from from the crowd. You might have to go into your prayer closet. Amen. You might have to to study something a little different than what's going on in Bible study along with what's in Bible study. You might have to have some some individualized conversations with the Lord. There comes a time in every believer's life where you have to be willing to separate yourself from the crowd. She separated herself from the crowd. There were people that touched him before her and there were people that touched him after her, but it was her touch that he acknowledged. The crowd pressed on. The crowd grabbed him. They poked him. But this woman touched his mere him and the Bible states that virtue and power left the Lord's body. The power and the virtue left his body, entered her body. And she was instantly healed. That's good news for us on today. See, what that means is that I don't have to get in line for a touch. It means that, that I don't have to be insecure or concerned that if somebody else is asking for, for something from the Lord that I got to wait or, or I got to consider whether what it is that I need is, is of enough importance, right? No. The Bible says that even in the midst of the crowd, she touched him and got what it was that she needed instantly she was healed so you cannot limit your relationship to the lord to the model set by the crowd no and, and i want to want to be clear here on today right 
sometimes being part of the crowd may mean that you um, are not able to get what it is that you need. And I want to be clear and say this on today. Don't be superficial with the Lord when you can when you recognize that you need something supernatural. Don't come to church just for a high when you know you need a healing. Don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with something superficial when you know you need something supernatural. And we all know people that are playing church and, and playing on people's fears and emotions. Because they are more concerned with creating the illusion of church instead of seeking the influence and the ignition of the Holy Spirit. See, people are aiming for an emotional response where people feel good, but nothing sustainable good no, nothing sustainably good happens. No, no yokes are broken. No deliverance takes place. No bonds are broken. No one is set free. And I just want to encourage you on today. Because many of us, you know, we in this age now where we're getting word from all kind of different directions. You know, it's all kind of different preachers and podcasts and, and virtual this and TikTok that. And, and you could be getting fed from all kind of different places, right? But just make sure that you are not compromising the supernatural for the superficial. Make sure that you're not compromising being fed spiritually for something that just feels good. Make sure that deliverance is taking place. Make sure that bonds are being broken. Make sure that you're being set free. Because the issue is that people leave feeling good, but their good feeling is not sustainable. See, physically, they feel like they should be healed. Physically and emotionally, they feel like they should be delivered because they feel good. However, the feeling that they experience is superficial at best. See, we have to make sure that our spirit connects with God's spirit. We have to make sure that while others are playing, that we are positioning ourselves to not just experience, talk about the power or talk about the presence of God, but that we seek to encounter God in a life changing way. What I'm talking about on today is 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 it's a waste of time to know about God and not know him for yourself. See, this woman was not competing with other people, but in her making it personal and purposeful, her touch was different and dynamic. It was so different and dynamic that in the midst of the crowd and in the midst of all of the people that were all around, Jesus took the time to acknowledge that she touched him. And I wonder what would happen in Richmond, Virginia and around the world. If we took the time to make sure that we touched him and that we tapped into his power, could you imagine how powerful the testimonies would be? Could you imagine the headlines if, if we really tapped into and really connected into God's power and, and our lives began to transform and, and God began to do exponent, you know, began to do extravagant things and, 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 and our experience was just different. Could you imagine how, how great of a resource that would be for the kingdom of God to have these rich testimonies and these, these rich experiences to not just about what God did in the biblical days, but what God is doing right now. And I believe if we move past what's superficial and we really connect with God seeking what's supernatural, I believe that God can do something different. And I believe in the heavens, Jesus on his throne would say, you know what? Six Baptists touched me. 
They got some people down there that touch me because I feel some virtue. I feel them pulling on the Holy Spirit and some things is happening there in Richmond, Virginia. Some things is happening around the world from them being a part of this virtual service. See, this lady separated herself from the crowd. And I want to ask you on today, will you separate yourself? Will you do it differently? Will you move beyond what's superficial to experience what's supernatural? Will you be satisfied with just knowing about him and talking about him and hearing about him and not knowing him for yourself? My next point is she made her touch public. See, this lady touched Jesus in private. The Bible says that in the midst of the crowd, she got she had to have gotten down on her knees so that she could touch the hem of his garment. She may have been she may have seen the crowd as a cover for her to get what she needed without being discovered. According to G according to Jewish tradition and the Levitical code, she was considered spiritually unclean because of her condition. It was the cold that she was supposed to keep distance from others. And if they were to come close within close proximity, she was supposed to declare herself as unclean. Yet this woman, after trying everything else, decided that today was her moment. She recognized that what she needed, only God could provide. And so she moved in and she touched Jesus. I want to encourage you on today, that person that if we were worshiping in public, they would sit in the back, they would come in late and would leave early. That person that shows up in meetings and, and is, is disingenuous with others because they are concerned that if people really knew them, that people would know that they were unclean and therefore they would be unwilling to to move in and to get engaged with others because they don't want to be found out. That may have worked in the beginning, but at some point, you're going to have to make your touch public. At some point, you are going to have to be able to move beyond the insecurity in, in order to, to connect with God and so that you can inspire others. At some point, you're going to have to be willing to make your touch public. This woman, after trying everything else, despite her uh, not supposed to even be there in public spaces, decided that she was going to touch Jesus. She recognized that what she needed, only God could, could provide her. So amongst the press of the crowd, she was merely able to touch his hem. He acknowledged that someone touched him and she knew it was her. Could you imagine the fear? Now, in commun by community standard, she was not even supposed to be there let alone touching anybody. And here she is touching the master and not only she, she got her healing, but now he is asking her to identify herself. She knew it was her, and she, but she was content with being healed and set free, but hidden amongst the crowd. See, it was only after Jesus called her out and singled her out from the crowd that she had another decision to make. She made a decision to get her healing in spite of the fear, she did that. 
But the question is, will she continue her efforts to blend in or will she elevate the moment by allowing what God had done for her in private to become public? See, the Bible says that when she realized that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. She gave her testimony. She gave her testimony. She, she, she was willing to say, it is I that touched him. It is I that was healed. But, but before I can talk to you about my healing, I got to talk to you about my hurt. I got to talk to you about my sickness. I got to talk to you about how unclean I was, but how he cleaned me up. And see, some of us are unwilling to tell our testimony because we're not willing to allow people to know where we have been and, and what we have done and, and how we have messed up. But, but if we would just be willing to share with somebody that God loves us in spite of us, that God will keep us in spite of what we have done and where we have been and things that we have done, that there's no, no amount of mess up that we could do that would keep God from loving us. Or, or, call, or there's no amount of good that we could do to cause God to love us any more than he loves us already. Could you imagine the power of our gospel if people were able to see that, you know what? Hey, hey, they wasn't always like this. They wasn't always put together like this. And so she had a decision to make. Would she, would she take her healing and, and blend in? Or would she take her blessing and stand out? How many of us find ourselves in similar positions? We trust Jesus for healing, but we still expect God to reject us personally. She touched him to get what it was that she needed, yet she was in fear and trembling, falling down before him. And this would suggest that she anticipated him functioning as a healer, but not anticipating that he wanted to relate with her personally. How many of us seek him functioning as a healer, functioning as a deliverer, functioning as a way maker, functioning as a miracle worker, functioning to get us out of trouble, yet we don't anticipate an intimate connection with God personally. We anticipate his healing while also anticipating God's rejection. She was not in fear and trembling when she touched him. She was intimidated, but the Bible only said that she was in fear and trembling when she touched him, uh, not when she touched him, but when she was asked to identify herself. The witness in the scripture tells the story, points out that she was shook up and afraid when it was time for her to identify herself. And we have been afraid of being known by God for too long. See, before it was ever a contagious uh, pandemic out here, many of us been wearing masks for years. Many of us have been blending in with crowds for years. Many of us have been blending in for years. Many of us have been sneaking a touch from the Lord for years. Even before there was a pandemic, even before there was COVID-19, we've been wearing masks to work, wearing masks in, in, in our families, in our homes wearing masks in our communities, wearing masks at church. And God is asking us on today, will you take off your mask? Will you, will you refuse to blend in? Will you refuse to hide? And will you identify yourself so that I can be intimate with you? 
And so I don't know who I'm talking to on today, right? But there is a difference between proximity and power. The scripture shows us that you can be close to Jesus and not tap into his power. I'm sure that she was not the only person that needed a healing that day. I'm sure that she was not the only person that needed a special touch and a supernatural touch from the Lord. But she was the only one that received it. Not because it was only available to one person, but because she was willing to move beyond proximity and tap into God's power. And I want to encourage you on today that as you move forward in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of panic, in the midst of pandemonium, in the midst of political uh, uh, dis disarray and, and all of the propaganda that's going out there, will you move beyond what is superficial to, to connect with God so that you can experience the supernatural? That is the appeal on today. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Thank you for worshiping with us today. If you desire to learn more about becoming a disciple of Christ, visit our website at sixbaptistchurch.org and click on the front page, Become a Disciple. Fill out the form, hit submit, and we'll get back with you soon. Have a great week. God bless all.